Welcome to the From the Stem Up podcast. My name is Adriana, and here we spark youth connections in STEM fields. Hello and welcome to the ninth podcast episode for From the Stem Up. Today I woke up early because it's such a special time and our time differences are so drastically different. I think it's 11 hours apart, but I'm speaking to someone right now that is all the way at the other side of the world. Hi, Vienna. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well myself. I'm really excited for our discussion. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit before we get going? Hello, everyone. My name is Vienna Sparks. I'm originally from the United States, but right now I'm living in Bangkok, Thailand. I am 15 years old, and some of my hobbies include STEM, and I do all sorts of different STEM classes and STEM initiatives in my community, and I'm also super passionate about mental health. And apart from those, I also am a big part of the swim team at my school, and I've also started recently taking up Thai boxing lessons. That's been super fun. My favorite subjects in school are either physics or chemistry, I find the subject super fascinating and super interesting, and I just love to spend time doing them. A fun fact about myself is that I have been to over 20 different countries around the world. Wow, that is amazing. Could you tell us a little bit how the climate is in Bangkok, Thailand, and um, your favorite cuisine and some of the, like, your favorite parts of the country? Sure. So it's quite warm here all the time because it's really close to the equator. So I'd say around 95 degrees Fahrenheit or around 40 degrees Celsius, depending on the day. But it's always around that same um, weather and there's a rainy season. So instead of winter per se, there's a rainy season. And then the rest of the time, it's mostly just a dry heat. So that's was something took some getting used to, but I actually prefer that kind of climate now more so than the seasons, I find. Um, my favorite food in Bangkok, or at least Thailand, is I'd probably have to say certain types of stir fry. I find them really good, especially the, like, the street food kind. And one of my favorite parts about living in Thailand is definitely the culture. I love the cultural aspect. Yeah. Do you find that like the Thai foods we find in North America are different than the Thai foods in Thailand? I see. I think that there's some resemblance, but I definitely feel there is a bit of a difference. And I find the ones in Thailand taste better, definitely. Nice. This is awesome. It's like my very first um, podcast that's out of North America, which is amazing. And you've accomplished so much. And I'd love to to get to know you a little bit more in your organization. But before that, uh, what does STEM mean to you? So STEM is super important to me and has been a large part of my life ever since from a young age. For me personally, it is a passion and a place where I can find answers to the small things in the world around me. Growing up a really curious person, I was always super interested in how things worked. And I find that STEM has helped give me some of those answers and helped me develop some of my passions for the world around me even more. Definitely, yeah. And I know you are very passionate about the humanitarian aspect of things and social entrepreneurship. You founded a nonprofit named Senia Youth, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And could you give a short rundown of your inspiration behind it? Sure. So Senia stands for Special Education Network and Inclusion Association. And the Youth Asperg stands for Generation Z and our generation. Um, my, part of my goal for um, co-founding Senia Youth was to foster an inclusive space to talk about mental health and learning differences as a whole 
I personally found at my school, um, topics of mental health and learning differences were heavily stigmatized. And me and one of my friends who co-founded it wanted to help decrease that stigma and really just bring awareness to a really prevalent topic in our world. Exactly, yes. And I think mental health is something that is starting to get noticed a lot more. And I'm really happy about that because um, especially now, it's it's very hard for many people to deal with this crisis that is happening around the world as well and in our schools and our daily lives. So this is awesome. What impact has Senya Youth had so far? Um, so one of our, I think one of our biggest noticeable impacts is that we've been able to start our chapter program and had have had six different chapters in four different countries around the world. So I thought that was super cool that youth from all different countries were coming together to or advocate for inclusion and raise awareness for mental health. Also, I find this super important as we were able to help strengthen communication and advocacy between youth and adults while doing so and really helping to change the conversation between youth and some school administrations about what does mental health look like in school and what does inclusion look like and building those inclusive spaces further. Exactly that it, it really seems like it can go super far you've already reached four countries which is amazing and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. So I know you have lots of interest in like chemistry and other STEM subjects at school. What are your future career goals? I'm super fascinated with biochemical engineering as I love the chemistry aspects behind it and I'm super fascinated about how the human body works and also being able to create different types of technology to help the human body or help combat diseases and things like that. I'm also looking at potentially minoring in um, public policy as I love the humanitarian aspect to that. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely agree that biotech is such a rising and important and crucial field for the future. And um, even maybe combining that with something along the lines of public policy or maybe that as a different career, I totally see you there. And, and I think you'll be able to change the world with those with those two career paths. All right. Thank you. No problem. And with that, we're just going to hop into the break. Hey guys, I found this really great website called dweebsglobal.org. So that is D-W-E-E-B-S global.org. It's an all-volunteer international movement that offers free mentorship and everything from career advice to mental health. So for example, I needed advice on how to make a resume. I could reach out to the mentors on the platform for free and they would look over my resume before maybe a job interview or a volunteer position. So I definitely recommend checking them out. Yo, it's Adriana popping in for the break. <laughs> Do you like this podcast and want to be part of an episode? Are you 18 and under and have something cool to share about STEM? Well, make sure to follow at Up Podcast, which is at S-T-E-M-P-O-D-A-S-T. I almost didn't know how to spell podcast there, but <laughs> make sure to follow our Instagram and then sign up in the link in bio and we'll just roll from there. Now, let's move on to the next part of the episode. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that break. For the second segment, I wanted to change it up, as I usually do, and talk about inclusion in STEM. So we know that there are many minority groups in STEM, including women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus communities. What do you think is the best way that we can combat these inequalities? I definitely think... One of the best ways to combat these inequalities is focusing 
on uplifting the voices of those people that are most affected as these people have the most experience with being a minority in the STEM field and will be able to speak out on behalf of other minorities and being able to share their experiences and empower others to do the same. I also think it's super important to strive to make STEM spaces more inclusive, whether that be by integrating more STEM into the curriculums in schools or setting up programs that encourage um, minorities in STEM to continue with the, their passions or things like that. Exactly. And, and and I think that the initiatives like uh, Senya Youth can play a really pivotal role in helping change this. I know you've reached a bunch of countries and I know that if we have initiatives like this around the world, the situation with these minorities, especially because there's different kinds of minorities all over the world, those initiatives can really spark discussion and mm -hmm. help to bridge the gap of those minorities. And I'm super happy that you and your other youth peers are helping to uplift those people and make the world a better place. All right. So my next question for you is, what sort of effect do you think pressure at school has on mental health among youth, especially in the more technical or STEM subjects at school? I think personally, and from personal experiences, I found that school's pressure can have a negative effect on my mental health. And I think I, I think some of the same for my peers as well, especially in the STEM fields or subjects as they can be quite demanding at times and quite rigorous. However, I feel it is really, not however, but I feel it is really important to continue to put mental health as a priority and help bridge that communication between school administration about the importance of mental health and not overworking students. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that schools should, every school should have a things like guidance counselors in place. I know that not every school has that. And even things like um, mental health awareness groups or clubs or days or um, initiatives in the school to really help with that and letting teachers know that um, not everyone is going through the best time. And so I think school really treats everyone as like a cookie cutter, that everyone's having a great family background or feeling the mm -hmm. best about themselves at that time. And so schools should be a little bit more individualized in that sense um, and not treat everyone the exact same because that's not how everyone learns. Definitely. I agree. So I know you're passionate about helping with mental health issues, and especially during this pandemic, it's become very inevitable and it's caused a lot of distress amongst many people. How do you think we can combat this? So this is definitely a place where I still have to grow as an individual, but I think it's really important to put mental health first and make it a priority. I know I've struggled to put my mental health first before, but I think making it a priority and putting it first can really be beneficial in the long term and not overworking yourself and just really taking time to reflect and take time for yourself, I think is really important. And it can be really difficult sometimes because we just want to like persevere or push through it. But I find that just stepping back and stepping away can actually be really beneficial in the long term. Definitely. And also I've found really helpful to reach out to communities and ask for friends or ask for support as people are, are open and willing to help. And I think that's really important because at first I was scared because of some of the stigma surrounding mental health, but um, growing with the, my surrounding community, I found that it's been really helpful to reach out to different communities and share your story or just share what you're going through. Exactly. And, and, and a lot of people think that now is the time to like do so many things. And many people are like, oh, you should be productive. You should be doing, you should be learning 10 languages and things like that. But I think it's a really great time to reflect on yourself, learn about yourself, take time with your friends and family. And to kind of step back and realize that this is not a normal time 
and not everyone is at their prime. Um, so it's normal to feel these emotions. And I agree that you should definitely reach out to communities, friends and family. And it's really, and we should be grateful that we have technology by us to help us with that. Yeah, if, uh, if you guys feel that you're not feeling your best, I totally recommend uh, reaching out to friends, family, or contacting some organizations in your community that would be able to help you because there's always someone to help you. So yeah, I agree. You have been very active with your organization, Senya Youth. And I just wanted to ask, what advice would you give to our listeners who want to get involved with a nonprofit like yours, but don't know where to start? I definitely recommend reaching out to either activists or organizations that are already doing things that you're interested in. And maybe this could be like, hey, how do I get involved with your organization? Or I really like what you stand for. And can you tell me a little bit about more about it? Because I find that even if people are like intimidating at first, they're actually really willing to help most of the time. And they actually want to help share some of their knowledge to younger audiences or people looking to get involved with their cause. And I think that's one of the great things about that activist community as people are generally willing to help each other and share their resources. I think one of the most valuable things is to just get started. Maybe you're passionate about a certain cause and to just find a local chapter by you or find somebody that's doing it by you and ask them how they can help or how you can help. Exactly. Yes. And if you find that there's no organizations in your community that fight for what you want to fight for, then just create your own, like gather some peers and reach out to people in the field and make something. And it doesn't have to be really big. It can affect maybe your your school or your community, but it really does make a difference. And it really shows that, and it, it's really fulfilling at the end of the day when you know that you are making a difference. So I totally agree. How how can people get involved with Senya Youth? Um, so depending on if you're interested in starting a chapter, we have a chapter program where you can visit senyayouth.org and register a chapter, even if you have an already established um, inclusion chapter, or you can create your first inclusion chapter at your location. Um, apart from starting a chapter, we also have a program to we're actually working on expanding our executive team at the moment and we're looking for social media managers and writers and things like that so if you're interested in applying definitely check out our instagram page at senia youth or if you're interested in just getting involved for an inclusion day we have all sorts of different inclusion days listed on our website which is seniayouth.org so things from world down syndrome day to autism awareness day and just really advocating for certain days that affect the learning difference community or the disability community and empowering them do you think that Senya Youth could also do some inclusion in STEM projects? Definitely. So we're looking to potentially do a program where we um, reach different communities who have learning differences, such as like the intensive learning classroom at our school, and potentially doing a STEM program there, or just doing some STEM activities, like having an engineering day and bringing STEM in a hands-on form to the classroom. That's awesome. I love that. As part of our um, inclusion chapter at my school, we go down to the intensive learning classroom about once a week or sometimes more. And we do like different activities that try to incorporate STEM or just hands-on activities that students can get involved with there. So that's definitely fun. Yes. And I, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm super happy that you're doing that and um, making sure that everyone has an opportunity um, regardless of maybe their differences or their socioeconomic status. So that's awesome. Do you have anything more to add or more projects you want to share about? Um, currently, I'm working on a project called Engineering Our Future with a couple of different students from 
the area in Bangkok. And what we're trying to do is connect students in rural communities with engineering challenges. So bringing together students from all sorts of backgrounds and coming together through STEM to work on a certain challenge. And we're still working on developing quite what this would look like, but we're trying to do a lot of outreach right now at the moment and to really reach these communities and communicating with the teachers and staff really what these challenges could look like. That's awesome. Um, do you travel to these real communities or? We definitely wanted to travel to meet with these communities and do like a lot of outreach outside of Bangkok, the greater Bangkok area. But due to the pandemic at this time, we have moved mostly virtual. But we're hoping as the situation is getting a bit better in Thailand, we're hoping to continue our field outreach soon. That's that's awesome. Do you have anything else you want to share? Uh, no, it's okay. Okay, thank you so much, Vienna. As usual, I will have all her socials linked below. Make sure to give her personal profile a follow on her Instagram. As well, make sure to check out Senya Youth website, which is senyayouth.org. Make sure to follow her Twitter and connect with her on LinkedIn if you have any more questions about Senya Youth or about what she's doing. And all right, I'll see you guys next week. And remember to always ask questions and to stay curious. See you next time.